All right, welcome to another episode of NBA betting presented by Rose and Balls. We're going to do standing previews. We'll do another pot on awards um, with those odds as well. But we'll get this week to the East. And, of course, we will do the West. And we're going to go through 15. The East, I thought, was a bit more intriguing uh, than the other conference, but... You know, we'll do the we'll do the West right now. All right, so we're gonna start one through fifteen. Kind of was blind, not really knowing. You know what team's gonna come. Ahead. The West is kind of you know this is good. The NBA silver we talked about before got his way. There's a lot of parity. There's not. I mean, there's kind of obvious teams, but there's not like crazy obvious in terms of like who's gonna win the conferences and things like that. Uh, but for me, number one, I, you gotta stick with Denver. I understand they they lost Bruce Brown. That is a that is a a decent loss, okay? Um, but you got to figure Porter Jr. is going to elevate a little bit. Murray's still kicking. Him being healthy is still critical. Christian Braun can now maybe fill into that Brown role. Uh, and they, they had a decent gap going before the last kind of two weeks of the season where they struggled going into the playoffs. Now, the question is also, like, the hangover of a title year, right? I just don't have another team that I feel good about that's going to overtake them. I know people are going to talk about this, you know, Phoenix potentially, right? Well, Phoenix is going to have to take time to acclimate. I did. I do think Phoenix did a, a decent job getting some spare parts for their bench, but I don't think those three pieces they got complement each other super well. Uh, and as a result, I don't think it's a it's a no brainer for me. Denver, I'm going to take as one. Um, so now we'll go two, and two is up for grabs as well. One's not really. One, I think, is Denver is, is quite obvious. That's the only obvious one. Two, is it Phoenix? I don't I don't think so. I just think, given the acclimation period that it's going to take, I, I can't take Phoenix, too. I can't. I just can't, in, in good consciousness, take them that high. Um, I think you could see a couple surprise teams pop up, right? You know, there were was, was some teams like a New Orleans that had a good beginning of the year, and then they fell, right? Um, this is going to be a, a wild guess. I always kind of potentially overrate this team. I won't do it this year, but I think they got deeper. They get continuity, and they play well in the regular season. This is going to sound crazy. I'm taking Memphis, number two. I get it. Jaws out the first 25 games. Totally get it, right? Look, I think there's going to be um, a lot of teams fighting for this. Memphis was there last year. Before all the Josh stuff, I think they finished two, right? Um, and then they, they lost to the Lakers in round one. Now, actually, the Josh suspension and, and that hitting real is going to help. I think Smart coming in is a big pickup. They got Derek Rose to add some insurance. So their point guard situation is fine. The other things are improving. Remember, Clark was out last year. He's back. Uh, Desmond Bates should take a step. They do a good job with Roddy and Contra and these these guys that fill in the pieces. Uh, Dylan Brooks leaving is addition to be a subtraction. I like Memphis, too. Crazy pick. I understand. Three. I, you know, again, now you're starting to think in the in the Phoenix world. I'm going to continue with the Sacramento Kings. I understand there were three last year. Not a lot of changes. One, two, three. I'm making it the same as it was last year, which actually sounds surprising, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. Three, I, I do like Sacramento. Um, and... Yeah, I, I, they kept the same core. 
I think they'll grow together. They could sneak at two as well with Memphis. But I, I have them firm at three. Four, now I have Phoenix. And now that I'm looking at it, it's the same standings as last year. Totally get it. But yeah, I like Phoenix at four. I understand. I understand it's the same. Um, you know, Phoenix again, I, I you know, they, they lost Londell. They're going to have to figure out how Aiton fits. I would have liked to see Aiton move for like a two-for-one. Indiana was the move, in my opinion, uh, for Turner and something. A loss. I don't – there's not a real point guard on this team. They lost campaign. Uh, it's not a big deal, I understand. But, like, Beal can't give you a full year. Durant, I think, is going to start deteriorating. It's going to be a lot on Booker. And I don't think this, this situation is going to do well. Um, they're going to have to take a while to figure it out. So, yeah, and their depth, they didn't do a bad job. They still have, like, Damian Lee, Koji. They lost Tory Craig. It's underrated loss. Um, I, Landry Shamit, fine. So, yeah, I have them at uh, four. And it's the same one through four. Do we have any differences here? Let's go five. Now, now you're going to start seeing some differences. And there's going to be teams that I think are going to start moving up this list a little bit, okay? And um, five for me is going to be the OKC Thunder. You know, they they fought for a play-in last year. They're younger. You got Chet Holmgren coming in. Organically, that team should be improving drastically. They could surprise and move all the way up to two. If things hit well, they could improve a little bit and get to eight. I'm going to meet them in the middle. And take them at five. Um, Shea's going to have another MVP candidate type season. I think, you know, they, they're not cleaning up the roster a little bit. Oshman Jang and uh, Kenrick Williams and some of these other younger pieces are probably going to hit fruition. I like I like OKC at five. So that's the first difference on the list. I know it's not super drastic. They come in at five, six. Now things start getting in weird motion right now. Um Six for me, I'm going to take the New Orleans Pelicans. I think they firmed themselves into the playoffs. Zion is due to be healthier. That team is just too talented. They could even be higher, right? Now that they figured out, okay, Valachunas isn't working, I, th- I think that's a blessing in disguise. Some of these younger pieces are probably going to have to hit, right? Like Dyson Daniels, Troy Murphy could take a step. Herb Jones went back to earth a little bit. Could he, could he grow? But it's, it's just too deep. Remember, Ingram was out a crazy amount of time last year, as was Zion. I don't think they both are out that long this year and they fluctuate. I think they're going to have like a good start. They could dip and they'll end up finishing at six, you know, in that firm playoff spot. And that's your top six with New Orleans coming in at six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is where it gets a little tricky. Okay. I think you have both LA teams coming in at seven and eight in some order. I'm going to take the Lakers and the Clippers. Lakers seven, Clippers eight. Um, the Lakers, I think, are going to realize, look, we can't putz around and figure an angle away to make a plan and then, and then you know, um, play both games on the road to start. But, and Reeves should take a step. I, I think they did a good job in the offseason. Okay, getting Gabe Vincent is a very underrated pick. Pickup Rui is now going to have a full offseason. Getting rid of Schroeder is, is, is a blessing in disguise. That's a good swap for Vincent. Um, I, I do like their depth a lot better. I just think, you know, James and Davis obviously are going to slow down. It's just a matter of time. And they're going to play less. So 
due to load management, and they realize, look, the regular season is what it is, but they're going to find themselves at least into a play, and they're going to fight for that six, not get it finished at seven. The Clippers, I think they get to eight for the same reasons. And the Clippers, like, who knows what's happening? Like, are, are they are they going to do an extension for Georgia Leonard or not? The continuity is, is an intriguing thing, or are they, you know, this is like the last dance that wasn't, right? It's like, do we give it one more shot? It's like, based on what? Based on things that didn't happen? Right? Like, that bubble year where they lost the 3-1 lead to Denver is, is haunting them, and no one talks about it enough. It, it was a big blow for that franchise. I feel like someone, you know, Donald, Donald Sterling maybe a long time ago did a deal with the devil. This team can never crack through. They're never healthy at the right time. You, you, thought, you thought Leonard last year in the playoffs, finally getting healthy, that he wasn't. You know, so the health concerns are just going to be looming large. Um, and look, I think this team is ripe to do a crazy trade. Harden, George, and a bunch of other pieces involved. The Clippers obviously getting more in that deal. Something has to happen. But, you know, this is going to be a bad finish for them, even if they get eight and they, and they face... You know, obviously Memphis is going to be the prize in the first round, but you know if they face whoever faces Denver, that's going to be tough. So yeah, I I don't I don't like it for the Clippers. I have them at eight. And they can fall if you know they do a crazy trade or you know fluctuate around that area. All right, nine ten. A couple of guys now we got to talk about. Uh, they're not floating. I didn't mention Gold State. I didn't mention Memphis. Right. I didn't mention. Um, Minnesota. Sorry, I mentioned Memphis. I mentioned Golden State, Minnesota, and um, Dallas are now fighting for those last two. So, and Utah, by the way, is still lingering. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. You know what? I'm going to change this up on the fly. My top six are still firm. Seven, eight, nine, I'm going to change. Okay, I am going to move the Utah Jazz into seven. I think the Jazz make the playoffs. I think Golden State makes the playoffs. So 7-8 are the Jazz and Golden State. I'm flipping this around on the fly. The reason why I like 7-Utah is they were there all last year. And then, you know, they hit a snag at the end. I, I think they overcome that. Um, I like Taylor Hendricks. They're just super deep right now. THT. With a full year, full training camp, Lori Market and all that jazz. Literally. I think they're going to have a good year. OKC and the, and the Jazz are the, are the upstart teams. I have them going in. Gold State's not going to let themselves not miss the playoffs as long as they have their core either. I have them at eight. Gold State's going to want to make – they're going to want to make one, one last dance, right? Now, Gold State hung out to their, you know, weakish assets too long. They, they ended up moving Weissman for just a slew of second rounders between Gary Payton Jr. That hasn't really hit. They thought it was going to lead them to one last run. It didn't. Then, like, Kaminga's not worth as much anymore. He wants to leave. Moody well, doesn't have great value either. They have to hit on some of these guys. DiVincio is gone, right? Jermichael Green is out the door as well. So, like, Kaminga has to be a core part of this rotation, has to do something for them, as does Moody, right? As a result, those are decent losses for a team that wasn't that good to begin with. They're good in the playoffs, and they're going to convince themselves we just got to make it into the postseason and make a run. They're at eight for me. So that's seven, eight. Now it gets interesting. This is going to be a crazy call on my part. I am going to, the Lakers are going to make it. So the Lakers to me are nine. Okay. The Lakers get in. I, I think that, again, based on the offseason we talked about, I think they find a way to get in. The Lakers, nine. 
I think Dallas gets in at 10. I don't even like Dallas, right? But I think, like, they're not going to allow themselves to miss it, and they're still going to convince themselves this is their best shot, da 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 and they're, they're going to go for one last play in hurrah. They weren't much better when Kyrie came. In fact, you can make an argument. They were worse. Now, that team could be disastrous. I'd love more, nothing more than to root against Kyrie. But I have them at 10. Which means Minnesota drops out. I think they have the Towns situation looming large. And the Clippers drop out. So I have Minnesota 11, Clippers at 12. Clippers fall hard. I think they're going to end up trying to move George or Leonard for a rebuild package. It's the only thing that makes sense. Those two fall really hard for me. And by the way, I can, I can, you can convince me that some other teams are, are, are like Houston. Houston got a lot better. They have a lot of young talent. Now they got Fred Van Fleet who could stir the, the straw that stirs the drink a little bit. You know, and Dylan Brooks actually helps them. They just can't win with the draft. So I can see you got to watch out if you're the Clippers. You could fall way down. But for now, I'm going to have the the Mavericks are getting in. I just think they care too much. They're, like A lot of these are addition, addition via subtraction. The Wood thing, he's gone. It's Kyrie and Lucas show. I get it. Like, is that enough? They do a crazy trade, maybe. But they're going to find a way to get in uh, on that talent alone. It's just too much. They're going to find a way. And the Clippers, to me, like, I just don't trust the George Leonard thing. It's going to be looming large. I think they ends up packaging them maybe at the deadline. If they're like 11, 10, 11, 12, they'll be a dogfight for that play. It should be fun. But, yeah, I have Minnesota fighting for that play, and they miss it at 11, and the Clippers at 12. And then Houston's 13, okay? Houston, I think, look, they got they got a bit better. Um as noted, I, you know, that team is just too deep. It's too deep. The Jacques Londell and these, like, little minor pickups actually help them a lot. Um, they're going to have to do some consolidation trades, maybe, and figure out who their future core really is. But but Houston, to me, is 13. Now you got 14, 15 is the basement feeders. It's the Spurs and the Blazers. Probably in that order, right? Lillard is going to get moved at some point. Do they rest them? I don't know. If they don't, then I'm going to say Portland's 14, San Antonio's 15. Okay. Portland, it depends on, obviously, what they do with Dame. Even if they don't do much with Dame, I think they must be like, look, Dame, we got to show that you're healthy. You'll play 50 games, 60 games at the minimum, maybe 25, 30 minutes, keep them fresh, and then look to trade him. And the San Antonio, I think they'll be super careful with Wemby. They 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 want to take this thing super slow. Um, the talent's not there. The team needs a better point guard. They have Trey Jones. I don't mind Trey Jones, but... That, that team, as personally constructed, not there. I don't think Wemby wins Rookie of the Year because it doesn't play enough. Um, you know, that's just, you know, I think Scoot is going to take it. He's, he's going to have the numbers, especially if something happens with, with Dame. And, yeah, there you have it. And, and to kind of recap, because we kind of messed it around, right? So let's, let's make sure we're on the same page here, right? The top four are basically the same from last year. So it's going to be uh, Denver. Memphis at two. I will take um, Sacramento at three. I could I kind of swap them. I'm you know what? I'm going to say Denver's one, Sacramento's two, Memphis is three, just to change it up a little bit. But you know you, you could you could go either way there. I think. And again, I'm not taking the over. I, Memphis, I'm probably taking the over on the wins. Denver, I'm not touching. Sacramento, I'm not touching. I think it's similar. 
but Memphis will take it over. I'm, I'm assuming the books are going to update it to be kind of low given the suspension. I would bet hard on Memphis over. Uh, four, it's Phoenix. I wouldn't touch that bet. I'll probably get the under on Phoenix, by the way. And then five, OKC, take the over on OKC. Uh, six, New Orleans will make the, the final cut. I'll take the over there. I think uh, just if they're quasi-healthy, they're fine. Seven is Utah over on Utah. I like Utah. Eight, again, between eight, Golden State's going to find a way to get in. Nine, the Lakers will find a way to get in. Ten, Dallas will find a way to get in. And then it gets bleak from there, right? So talked about, I think, you know, again, I'll take the under on these teams. Eleven, the Clippers. Twelve, the Wolves. I will take unders on both. Uh, Houston, 13. Uh, I think they'll have, they'll, they'll be, of those teams, I think there'll be a fight for 10 between those bottom five. There's going to be like within two games the whole year. People are like, oh, it was Houston in. Like, like they're going to have a shot. They could be the Utah of last year. Houston can. But they ultimately miss it, but they're flirting with the play in the whole way. And then 14, 15 is kind of obvious with Portland, San Antonio. I, again, I think Portland's a little bit better. Given it's this, you know, sharp second year, Luder might still hang around a little bit. They're going to have to show that Nurkic has some value. And then obviously dead last San Antonio. They have no incentive to win right now. Um, and, you know, they're going to still kind of they're still in the midst of recrafting this team around Wemby. And those are my Western Conference picks.